welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and you're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What to Be is a program provided by Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, career panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety. And now finally, I'm excited to welcome our guest today, Gabriel Medina. Gabe, a good friend of mine. We graduated from the same high school, Watsonville High, class of 2010. Thank you for being here today, Gabe. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Yeah, all right. And Gabe is here today from uh, the company known as Digital Nest. He is here. He's there as the senior program manager and the digital arts and technology manager. So... Wow, uh, mouthful, uh, all of it. What, tell us, I, we want to know what is Digital Nest and what are your roles under those two titles in, in this company? Yeah, for sure. So the Digital Nest is a youth development center where we train you up for careers of the future. So essentially, um, we have three tracks, digital arts and technology, people, projects and leadership, and web and information technology. And you know, my goal as a senior program manager is to make sure that we're putting on programs that will get members um, within those tracks career ready. So if you come into digital arts and technology, my job is to get you prepared to be a freelance videographer or an events photographer or um, somebody who does music for commercials, right? That's my goal. And the other departments have similar goals within their um, own individual tracks. And um, with the digital arts and technology manager portion, I'm just managing a lot of those creative projects and bringing in those next wave of young content creators who are really eager to get stuff out. Uh, into the community and the world. We um, developed a few YouTubers. We have Ebony Pina, who's amazing. She started with us at The Nest, and now she's running her own YouTube channel. Oh, so um, wow. that's pretty awesome what we're doing there. Gabe, you, I remember you were one of those young digital arts creators, right? We talked about this before, on the, but before we started the podcast, you were in uh, what we had known as the Video Academy, and it helped groom you for this type of career. So Tell us about your more about your educational background from from those days in high school when you first started getting into it. What what was important for you to learn then? How did you transition out of that? And what did you what did you focus on once you started building your skills for this future you've created? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So um, it actually all started in Miss Quiroz's English class when we had to do uh, an assignment for Dracula that we read. I remember we had to do a paper. And then were you in that group with us? Where was we that sophomore Dracula? year? Yeah, that was sophomore oh, year. Yeah, yes, at Brian's yes. house. Yeah. Yes, yeah, wow. exactly. So that project, um, I remember I was doing camera work. So um, we were non-VA students. We picked up a camera. We shot Dracula. A few shots at Brian's, Alex's house, the cemetery. Oh and um, that whole experience was just super fun. And it was just something that I realized, like, I love working with people. I love doing, um, being at different locations and sites and figuring out what we need to do. And I think that was a really, uh, a seed that was planted in me, that this is something that I really enjoyed. And I think it just got confirmed when we submitted that to the um, Video Academy. What were they having? Like a film festival that yeah. they were having. And we ended up getting best cinematography. We're just like, <laughs> what the heck? So um, that for me was just the start of me realizing, wow, this is something that I really enjoy and I really want to do. Um, so then after that, the next year, I joined the Video Academy, um, my junior year and senior year, and started working on like, you know, documentary based projects. 
And then my senior year, when we were applying to schools, you know, I applied to my, my one film school I wanted to get into was USC. I did not get in, but I got into UCLA as a math major. And I thought that was really interesting. So um, I went there. I was like, cool, you know, film was fun. Um, you know, I might do this on the side, but I'm going to focus on math, you know. Um, did that my first quarter and I realized like, you know what, I'm just not as passionate about this as I am filmmaking. So um, I pivoted over and I actually ended up creating my own major, which was um, visual literacy with the focus on Chicano and uh, film studies. So I merged my, you know, my love for Chicano studies and knowing about myself with um, producing and directing as part of the film school there at UCLA. And um, I got some really cool opportunities while doing that. I worked at Lionsgate as the digital um, marketing intern, where I marketed a few big films, like from Prada to Nada. Um, there was Casa de Mi Padre with Will Ferrell, Cinco de Mayo, um, Cantinflas. And then um, I was in those meetings, too, where we would talk about bringing in you know, films. Like, um, and I remember there was one documentary film that came, we came, that came across our desk and it was just cool being in those rooms and deciding like, hey, do we wanna distribute this project or not? So my love for film just grew more and more and more. And as soon as I graduated, um, you know, uh, it was hard for me to land a job because I didn't have such a big shoe in like other people did because a lot of their family members were in the industry. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back home and I'm gonna work on some film projects. So that's exactly what I did. I came back to Watsonville, um, me and a few other VA students got together for our first project called Lurker, where we did a short film in Watsonville about this girl who's getting like these creepy messages from this entity, right? Based on the books, um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I don't know okay. if you remember those. Oh yeah. Yeah, so we took one of those short stories and just um, modernized it and made a film and that got about six awards. Yeah, in the short film circuit, which is awesome. And then um, at that time, I was working on a documentary project with the digital nest was just opening up. And they're like, hey, we need somebody to come. You know, I, I need production space to meet up with my crew. And Jacob opened up his doors to me. We had our production meetings. And then next thing you know, he puts an offer on the table like, hey, do you want to teach filmmaking here in the community? And I said, heck wow. yeah. So um, that's how I got into the digitalness. So it, it's it's funny, right? Because not everybody gets to do what they love as a job. And I had that opportunity here in Watsonville, which I thought was never going to happen. I thought I had to be in Hollywood in order to do something like this. But um, it just takes motivation and passion to go back home and just do what you love. And then, you know, people will surround that yeah. and uh, support you. So it's been quite a journey for sure. I remember uh, when they were building that, that Geyser, the new Geyser Field at Watsonville High, they, they, one of our slogans or something was, if you build it, they will come. You were building yeah. your skill set and to you came these opportunities for you to flourish, right? And so now that's what you're helping others do. You got to teach in the video, or you got to teach um, visual arts, you said? It was, uh, what was the name of the, the course or what you had at Digital Nest? Uh, the Digital Arts and Technology. Digital, okay, yeah. yeah. So you... And within there, we, we built out a film program. Okay, that's right. So that's what you got to, you got to start directing that. Now, have you stepped up now to be the senior program manager? Is this a, a different role that you've taken on? Yeah, so the, the um, digital arts and technology manager was my first title. And as the organization was growing and expanding out, um, they moved me up because, you know, as as a film producer, I'm really good at organizing, scheduling, and getting things done. So they saw that skills and they're like, hey, 
you could do some senior program management with this stuff. Do you want, you know, to step up with that title while keeping, you know, your digital arts and technology manager title? And I said, yeah, dude, let's do that. I love scheduling. I love booking. I love doing like those things that a lot of people don't like doing. <laughs> like I really enjoy organizing crews and schedules and budgets and stuff like that. So it was a nice fit moving up into that position. So what, tell us, uh, this is a question I ask pretty much every guest. Tell us what, what is your, your working environment like? Like when you, if we're, we're in a normal world, you can show up to work and everyone's there and happy what what do you do from is it a nine to five like what what are your hours like we, we want to hear what it's like to be in your shoes oh man i think it my hours would be all over the place the reason why i really went into filmmaking is because it wasn't a nine to five job it's a job where you get to do something new with every single project and i love that it's not so um repetitive all the time so a dream job with me would be walking into this big studio space with my crew and then we're all discussing what our next shoot's going to be where we're going to go what client you know um is coming to the table and what it is that this project is that they want and us like giving them a creative proposal as what we think the project should look like. So that's what my ideal situation would be like. And I think the digital nest is giving me hints of that. Um, and, you know, eventually I really want my own production company here in Watsonville um, because there's just so much untapped talent that we have, you know, for a lot of us being from this community, we, or at least for me, like I didn't see a whole lot of support or people saying, yeah, be a filmmaker. It was more like, yeah, be a doctor, be a lawyer, go into the scientist, STEM is awesome. And it is, it's all great. But some, some folks just don't fit into that. And I was one of those people. I was good at math, but I didn't enjoy it. And I thought that was, there was something wrong with me because I didn't like that. But um, it took for me to learn like, no, you need to do what you're passionate about and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So if you want to go into the creative careers, do it. I tell all my young artists that I work with, like who are, are at pencil and paper right now, like this, an artist could transition into a marketing person. You could market, you could create content. You could do all these cool things with your artwork while turning it into a career as a marketer, uh, you know, content creator. So um, there's opportunities now that I'm telling the younger generation, like, this is there for you. It wasn't said enough when I was around, but I'm definitely going to say it a lot more to y'all that, you know, go this path. It's an awesome path and you will not regret it. What are some of the skill sets that some of some of our listeners should, if, if they're interested in following this type of path, what if you could list maybe a, a top five or, or whatever you feel is most important toward trying to build uh, upon this journey? Oh, for sure. I think if you're going to go into uh, filmmaking or even into the creative careers in general, you really need to learn how to collaborate with other people. People are going to come in with different skill sets and different work ethics, and you need to learn how to work with them. Um, you know, um, when I was in film school, there was this one person, we just didn't meet eye to eye creatively. But as the producer, I had to work with this young director because it was their vision that I was helping bring to life. So that taught me that I needed to step back and listen, which is another skill that I think is really important, is learning to listen to what other people are saying and to also listen to their ideas. As creatives, we tend to like dominating the conversation, you know, but it also takes a really good artist to step back, listen, reflect, and then move forward. So I think those are two big ones. Um, another one that I just had in mind right now would be criticism. 
learning how to take um, constructive yeah. criticism well. As an artist, when somebody criticizes your work, you know, people ball up and they're just like, oh, you know what, maybe I'm just not good enough. That's why they didn't see what I saw. And I would say to them is no, they're just critiquing it how they see it. Art is interpreted differently across everybody. You're gonna interpret art one way, I'm gonna interpret it another way. And that's okay and valid. And me as an artist, I need to accept that, that um, even though this is the message I want when I'm working on this particular project, you may take that messaging very different and that's totally cool. So I think that would be my top three right there for sure. Communication, the ability to listen and to um, accept uh, constructive feedback. Okay, uh, thank you, I, I love it all. Do you think uh, you have a favorite project that you're working on right now? Oh my gosh, yes, yes I do. Um, so we are currently, so at the Digital Nest with the film program, um, I start this uh, very organically. Um, I'll go in and I'll write what I call a skeleton script. So something that I feel like we could um, bring up to a working script, meaning something that we could actually shoot. So I'll do a skeleton script, I'll throw it to the, um, the group, which is um, the writer's room is what we call it. So a young group of 10, interested in filmmaking typically we go in there and then we look at the script and we make it better so the script that we're working with this year is called Maritza's Maiz it's about a young girl who's diagnosed with psychosis by western doctors but she's actually a fallen princess from Aslan which is this like um Mexica Mexican heaven and nobody believes her story um that she's this princess so they're labeling her these things and then one night she gets um approached by her her grandmother in spirit that says hey I found your necklace. You, you just need to prove to this necklace that you belong up in the heavens. So she goes through these three challenges and it's very much like Pan's Labyrinth um, meets um, Precious. I don't know if everybody knows those two films, <laughs> but you know, we're doing social commentary as well as um, going with our roots in magical realism. So I taught my members all about magical realism because I'm just a huge fan of that genre in film, especially Guillermo del Toro. And um, we took that concept, wrote a script, and now we're gonna be shooting that hopefully in July um, if the shelter you know, eases a little bit more. But um, that's one big project I'm working on. The director's from Watsonville, which always warms my heart. Um, and we actually just wrapped up another project called Shilonen too, which was done by another local who's interested in film. So my job's awesome. I get to work yeah. with all these young filmmakers, so cool. Yeah, it's great to see you having so much fun with this man. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What To Be at KSQD 90.7 FM in Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and today we're speaking with Gabriel Medina and learning about his career journey to becoming the Senior Program Manager and Digital Arts and Technology Manager at the Digital Nest in Watsonville. So, all right, students, we've got some of your questions in now, so let's get right to them. Uh, one of this first one that came in, I loved it. If you could film a dream movie with any actors, who would you ask to make a movie with you? Oh my gosh, okay. So, you know, a lot of people are stuck on celebrities. I actually <laughs> would not want to work with celebrities. I would want to grow talent from Watsonville. Um, so I would host a casting call um, with the script that I have and bring it to the community and cast those people to bring, you know, those actors and actresses up from the community. So um, that's funny. I get asked that question a lot. Who would you really want to work with celebrity wise? I'm like, really? Not none. I would want to work with my community more. So um, that's how I would answer that question. But if you're forcing my hand <laughs> and I had to pick a celebrity that I really wanted to work with, 
Um, it would probably have to be, oh, I love Gina Rodriguez. I've been <laughs> upset with her since um, she did Jane the Virgin. Um, I actually helped with the Philly Brown marketing when I was at Lionsgate and she was just really cool to work with. So awesome. I would say Gina Rodriguez is like somebody I would really love to work with. All right, there you have it. One of our other questions here, I, I'm gonna so I'm gonna ask what was written, but I, I, I have a comment on it that I think it need, might need to be rephrased. It asks, uh, if you could have a different career, what would it be? So I would definitely go into like psychology of some <laughs> sort. I love learn, you know, wondering why people think that the way that they do and stuff like that. And, you know, what do dreams really mean? Like, you know, what's the deeper meaning behind that? I think that would be really interesting. And, you know, I kind of do that now with film because I'm constantly learning when I get these projects, right? Because every project is unique yeah. and you need to learn stuff to make it right. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's probably what I'd go into psychology for sure. All right. Um, another question here is, do you do you film only in Watsonville, or do you? For the do, most I think, part, yeah. I have only filmed, yeah, in Watsonville. Um, one of my dreams was to have my films uh, done in Watsonville and screened at the Fox Theater, which already happened. So um, <laughs> that one that one small window that we were allowed to be in there as the film festival, my my film Lurker got screened there. So I checked off both those boxes. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're passionate about the community. It's one of the ways, it's a, a, a new age and creative way to give back. And it's, it's awesome. So uh, what oh, would you say that you love most about your job? If anything, what I love yeah, how, maybe about. many things that you love most. <laughs> yeah. Um, one for sure is that I get to be creative um, in what I want to do and what I want to create. I think that's the one thing that's been very fulfilling at my job is the ability to do what I love. And I think the icing on the cake with that is just to work with young, motivated filmmakers, you know, um, like I was back in high school. And um, just being able to mentor them and take them through this process. Because, you know, with Video Academy, you're learning what it takes to make a film, right? Um, and when I went to college, I learned what it was to be on a professional set and what that looked like. So I'm bringing what I learned back from LA to Watsonville and showing the students because it's not as simple as picking up the camera, going out with a few friends and shooting. There's so <laughs> much that goes into it um, that um, needs a lot of pre-planning, right? You need to learn how to work with your actors, with the crew and all these things. And there's just a lot that goes into it that I'm glad I'm able to share with my community. Um, I tell my kids, don't go spend $3,500 for a class in directing. Come to the Digital Nest and I'll teach you that stuff for free, right? <laughs> We're our, our age range is high school up to 24. So um, I tell them, come to the Nest and we'll teach you those skills to make your own movies because it just takes one person to motivate you to get that going. All right, we have a student here who seems particularly excited at the fact that you've met Gina Rodriguez, writing, <laughs> you met her in all caps. Maybe you can tell us, so you said that was when you were working at Lionsgate. Can you tell us how did you, how did you even get to be at working with Lionsgate? What were you doing? That was while you were at UCLA, right? Yeah, that was while well, I was at UCLA. So um, Facebook was up and running at that point. And um, a lot of people were starting to develop their like profiles on social media. Uh, so um, 
so I was taking this um, inter introductory to um, the contemporary film industry, something like that. And then they were telling us about all these different companies that were like popping up. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to just go for it. I got on Facebook. I looked up Lionsgate. And then I saw that they had a, a, a unique division called Pantaleon that focused on um, Latino um, content. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to hit them up. So I sent them a direct message and I said, hey, are you guys looking for an intern? Um, you know, I'm a part of the film program here at UCLA. They said, uh, unfortunately, we're not. And then two weeks later, they're like, hey, you know what? We actually would love you to come on board as an intern. So it started with the Facebook message, yeah. uh, essentially, to get that. Um, and it was really exciting. Yeah, I got to meet Gina Rodriguez when she was working on the film Philly Brown. Um, she showed up to um, the Lionsgate area. And um, I met her and Edward James almost because they were doing some interviews. And Edward James almost, uh, if you don't know him, he played Selena's dad in the film Selena. And um, I, you know, being from a small town, I obviously fangirled. I've never been so close <laughs> to celebrities before. So, you know, I was going crazy. That same day, I see Tyler Perry walking in with 50 Cent. No so it was just like... <laughs> It was crazy, the amount of celebrities just walking in and out of that location. So, um, and this was in Culver City, by the way, so near um, UCLA right okay. there. Okay, wow, awesome. So these yeah. incredible experiences that you've had, and part of it was just uh, reaching out. How many times in, in, throughout your career so far have, have you had something beneficial happen, we'll say, as a result of literally just something like, like what you did with a Facebook message? Like, how often do you have to reach out to somebody you don't know and how often do you get a positive response? I do that because um, a lot of people say, what's the worst they could say is no. And it's just like, oh, no hurts though. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it takes a lot of courage to do that. You know, um, when I was in college, I did it because I was just really eager to do it. So um, I, after Lionsgate, I actually interned um, for Blue Blondie. Um, and Blue Blondie was this um, producer she was up and coming producer um, in Hollywood and she just needed somebody to help her out. And, you know, I saw the ad on, um, I think it was Craigslist. So I go on there and I respond to it and I was just like, okay, you know, she's starting up, she could teach me a few things. So I got an interview, got hired. We worked on this feature project together that um, I think Universal's looking at it right now, actually. Wow. Um, we got that written up and um, she, I learned a lot from her and she's the one that actually really, UCLA gave me the theory and a lot of skills, but she gave me like the industry skill set that I needed in order to navigate the scene. So um, again, it was just me reaching out to, you know, those opportunities that were there. And yes, it's scary, but um, if you take the first step, it, it, it shows two things. One, that you're extremely motivated and that you're somebody who really wants to do this type of project, I guess, which means you're motivated. If people see that, they're more willing to work with you, especially collaborating, because it's really hard when you're trying to work with somebody who you don't see eye to eye with, right? So you want to find those people that you can work with. And if you are put in a situation where it's really difficult, you got to adjust and manage. That's something that you should take into consideration before hitting out, uh, hitting somebody up, you know? So hope that answers the question. Yeah, yeah. So I think they, I feel like that should answer this question of, do you think it's important to have a mindset where you take a leap of faith, even if you might fail? It sounds like that's what oh. needs to happen, right? Sometimes you do have to just take that jump. Oh, yes. And, you know, I tell all my young screenwriters, the first thing you write, just know it, it's not going to be the best thing in the world. To you, it is. 
because I know what it takes to invest in a script and to have people say, uh, mm, this isn't that great. So learn from those experiences. I guarantee you that the next script you write after hearing that is gonna be that much better. And the next script you write after that is gonna be that much better than the previous script. So it's just a matter of repeating it and doing it. And then it's slowly gonna snowball into success. A, a lot of young artists really just nip it right at the beginning, but if you just go a little bit more, the opportunities are just right there behind the door. It's just a matter of learning from those things, taking the criticism, understand that it's okay to fail. And what we say at the nest is fail forward, right? Yeah. Um, make sure that if you do fail, learn from it and then don't do it again now that you know what not to do. So yes, take that leap of faith and just go for it. And you know, the worst thing again is no. And there's gonna be other people that are gonna say yes to you. Awesome. You're frozen on my screen. Can you hear me here? Oh, oh, oh there I we got go. you. Okay, Sorry. awesome. All right, really so uh, I, I'm loving, we're getting a couple more questions and you're really, you are inspiring them to ask and I love this. So uh, <laughs> okay. I, this one's kind of cool. Have you, have you been able to come up with ideas as a result of this time we're living in? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so one of my more recent projects, I've been doing a lot of documentary work. So I'm documenting the Campesino caravans that are happening in Watsonville. Um, I don't know if you saw the video of folks holding up the signs. Um, it actually got picked up by um, NBC and Telemundo Univision. So they've been running that video on the local news from Watsonville. So that's a more recent project that I've been working on. Also, me and my sister, like, I think two weeks ago, we just picked up my camera and we shot, like, this little horror film um, about this girl who's just constantly hearing these voices because she's trapped in her house um, because of the time that we're living in and she can't go out. So, yeah, I've been working on a few little things um, uh, here during this time. My bigger production, it, it's kind of, um, it requires a lot more people, so it's a lot more difficult, but mm -hmm. individual projects, I'm managing pretty well on my own right now. Awesome. Uh, and this is the last question that we have time for, but I think very important. Where can our students uh, get see your work? Oh, for sure. I have a Vimeo page. Um, so if you uh, gerb, G-E-R-B underscore real, R-E-E-L, um, I have a lot of my videos posted up on there. Also, um, the Watsonville Film Festival, I do a lot of work for them. So you can see my videos there. Um, my more recent short films, they're in the film festival circuit right now so i can't release those publicly um but i may be down to send to a classroom whatever classroom this is that's in here right now i could totally send you a private link to check out some of my videos all right miss siegel let me know if you'd be interested in that and uh, <laughs> we can make it happen all right everyone that's all we have for our show but this has been an absolute wonderful time thank you for allowing me the time to catch up with you gabe and yeah, uh for helping us out with this this podcast that we have yeah no problem thanks y'all Alrighty, and thank you to Miss Siegel's Classroom and Shoreline Middle School and all of our listeners tuning in to today's career story. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and this is our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Gabriel Medina, the Senior Program Manager and Digital Arts and Technology Manager at the Digital Nest in Watsonville. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Stream online at ksqd.org or visit our website, yfiob.org, for more ways to listen. Thank you and see you next time.